This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Jack, I had, I think, like my dream patient today like a like a bucket list patient i mean you have a boyfriend now so i'm not gonna say what did you have like the hottest guy ever (laughs) (laughs) no not even but you know i'm obsessed with dr sandra lee for like pimple popping and i'm sorry this is not a pimple popping podcast i just have to talk about (laughs) oh my god it was this like 68 year old man who's coming in because his girlfriend was making him get um talks his girlfriend's like in her 60s too it's not like that but i was looking at his face and i was like you know, sir, I really think, you know, we we can do some talks today, but um he had these massive fucking blackheads all over. And I was like, we're gonna need to get you set up with like a facialist. Like there are some of these extractions that like I can't do, but like you either need to go see a derm because he he had those like big like those like ones that you really have to lance and it's like butter um, coming you out. You know, I love that you're enjoying talking about this, but I my skin <laughs> I'm crawling out of my skin like I'm going to puke. Like I'm literally going to puke. Do I think we Should like I not continue? Need to put a trigger warning on this <laughs> because I got if to anyone... pop so many blackheads. Oh god, it was amazing. Blech. This is why I like primary care and teaching everyone is because like no pimple popping from like no one no one could look at that and be like like I don't know I think it's something that's wrong with me because every time I look at people's faces now like I'm like I'm like looking for all of it like I can't not look at people's faces and I will Ugh. tell you if like you need some extra assistance oh my god now I'm gonna have it's nightmares. a curse <laughs> now I'm gonna have nightmares I'm thoroughly grossed out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start unfollowing all of the... You did people. already. The only things that come up on our uh, WOMED search page are like nail inspo and like nurses <laughs> and abortion <laughs> rights. To fill you guys in, Danielle and I co-run the WOMED Instagram account. So whenever we respectively open up the the instagram different things start to come up that we're individually <laughs> and one day danny was like dude you need to chill it with the nail content like we get it you like to get cute manicures and i was like oh shit i thought i was doing that on my personal account <laughs> no <laughs> but jack and i actually have another dream guest i feel like i feel like season six is our dream season 
would you say? Today's guest is a, it was probably, I mean, top three guests that I've, that we wanted to have for a very long time. Yeah. So without further ado, we have the Dr. Jennifer Lincoln joining us on the podcast today. And Jack and I are so pumped. We have some beautiful discussions around abortion care. I know. I mean, because like, what does Jen not do? For you guys that don't know her, Dr. Jen Lincoln is a board certified OBGYN. She's an author, podcast, member of Obstetricians for Reproductive Justice, the executive director of Mayday Health, which we talk in depth in this episode. But Mayday Health is a organization that is making abortion pills accessible to all people in 50 states. So you guys, please go follow them. Go follow Dr. Jen Lincoln. Um, All the links will be below, but we will catch you guys on the other end of this episode. Enjoy. Well, welcome back to the WOMED. We have the Dr. Jennifer Lincoln joining us today. We are so pumped. You may have seen her, you know, protesting outside Governor Abbott's mansion and causing a ruckus with all the other obstetricians for reproductive justice or, you know, sitting down with former President Barack Obama. I would have sweated through whatever I was wearing. I basically I'm not going to say I didn't. I'm just going to say that it was just as amazing as I thought it was. And I'm so glad I had my Dove deodorant on, which we're not sponsored by today, but maybe I should be. <laughs> Dove deodorant for meeting the president and sitting down go. and talking about exactly. health. <laughs> but you are also the new executive director for Mayday Health. Yes. Yeah. I'm just, I'm getting into all the fun things. It's awesome. And it's, you know, Mayday Health is a 501c3. It's a health education nonprofit. And our goal is to help people know that they can get the reproductive care they need in all 50 states. That you can go ahead and get mail order of birth control and emergency contraception and abortion pills in all 50 states, even before you need them. So we're just out there giving out the good information. That's so freaking amazing. I I was looking through um, the Mayday Health website last night. It's like there's like a few steps you have to go through to to get the abortion pills, but like you can get them in all 50 states. Yep, totally. Like, and people people are like, how like are you sure? Like, but but you said Texas, but but Oklahoma, really? And you can, and it's some workarounds. It's either getting prescriptions from aid access which is an international pharmacy so they can be sent from an international pharmacy that does not is not restricted by the same ridiculous laws we have here in the u.s it's the same exact (laughs) medication you're still getting a prescription and counseling so you can do that or you can do something called mail forwarding where you set up a mailbox in a state where there isn't a ban let's say colorado and you've got an address there and you get your medication shipped there and it's important to note that if you decide to go one of these two routes you can the nice thing about Mayday is that it will show you very simply and quickly how to protect your digital privacy. So it talks about how to do that. And if you want to look into any potential legal risks, which it's important to know that, to be informed, to know what the potential risk is, but know that so far nobody has been prosecuted for ordering these pills. And so how to do that and then how to do it safely and get the medication you need. And as you can imagine, that sounds like a little bit of work, which is why I think having an advanced provision prescription, which is having them before you need them, is a great way to go. So that way, if you do, mm. you don't have to panic and wait potentially a couple of weeks to have them come, you know, via aid access international mail. You've got them there. Wow. I mean, I want to dive so much into Mayday and to all of the advocacy and activism that you're doing. 
But I want to take a step back because last week, by the time this podcast comes out, it'll be a week since the would have marked the 50 year anniversary of Roe v. Wade being celebrated. Obviously, we cannot celebrate that anymore. I'm curious, did you envision your career headed in this direction? Did you envision that this would be something that you would have to really be vocal about? Not one single bit. No. If you had said, hey, Jen, you're going to be sitting here a year later, you know, or a year and a half later, and, and guess what? Roe's not going to be the law of the land, and you're going to be the executive director of a health education nonprofit that talks about abortion. No, not at all. One, because I didn't think, how could we go back this far so quickly? And number two, I didn't think that me doing anything on social media would ever be anything that people would watch or that I would then transform to these sorts of connections using a voice in this way, using it in a from a public health way. But I think it's important to note that I wish I could talk to myself back then or even a few years ago and say, hey, Jen, yeah, Roe is going to fall. But guess what? There have actually been a lot of restrictions even before then um, in different states. It's been shipped away since the moment it became the law of the land. And Access has been really difficult for a lot of people for a long time. And I think I've just not paid attention to it because I've had the privilege of being in Oregon where we have access. And I'm not from a marginalized group where it seems like it would be hard to get an abortion if I needed one. So it's been this way for a long time for a lot of people. And now a lot more of us, myself included, are paying attention more because it affects us. And I think that's a point of privilege to note and to try to do better in the future for sure. Oh, this is going to be one of those where I need to like take like a minute. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're so right in that like these restrictions have been in place for so long. And Mm -hmm. I don't think it was really till I moved to Tennessee that I realized just like how difficult it could be in those situations and what restrictions were placed on like Planned Parenthood. And, you know, I, I had never seen picketers before outside of a Planned Parenthood until I moved to Tennessee, which was just like, oh my God, that's a real thing. Like that really, ex- like I, I'm just going for an IUD people, but like, mm-hmm, right. <laughs> slow your roll. Right. Put the posters of fetuses away. Like you don't need that. NICU nurse. Hi. Mm-hmm, exactly. But I think what was just really shocking were all the laws that were put into place to set as soon as Roe was overturned to make it even more difficult for people seeking uh, an abortion for maybe medical reasons or they just don't want to be pregnant. And they had been on the pill, used condoms, tried the morning after pill and, you know, still found themselves in a situation that they did Mm -hmm. not want to be in. I just, I just respect your, I respect your work so much in this field and I can't, I'm, I'm just very grateful that you're out there advocating for us. Well, I appreciate that. And I appreciate you because I think so many people who aren't in healthcare don't really understand what it means to have a pregnancy and a birth. And we, and you know, you think of like what's in the movies, it's always happy and healthy and the babies are adorable Mm -hmm. and they're full term. And so like you working in the NICU, you know that. That doesn't always happen. And pregnancy isn't always a blessing and it's Mm -hmm. not health neutral. And we end up with these babies who can be very sick and suffer a lot or Mm -hmm. born with anomalies that we know they're not going to live. They're not compatible. Exactly. And so now we have states where there are no exceptions. You're in Tennessee. It's a great place with literally zero exceptions. They call, they say that there are exceptions, but um, but they're not. They, um, it's it's the way the law is written. It's such that you're still committing a crime. You just have to defend it. But anyway, that's. I don't think we have enough time to talk about that. But but the point here is <laughs> yeah. that 
when you take away somebody's right to choose and you try to legislate something as complicated as abortion or pregnancy, people will always be harmed in, in, the, in the meantime. And mm-hmm. like you said, even when abortion was accessible, um, you know, more accessible or protected under the law after Roe went into effect, all these other laws came in to just to chip away at it. And for example, the fact that doctors who provided abortion had to have admitting privileges at hospitals, even though having an abortion is so much safer than so many things that mm-hmm. doctors can do as office-based procedures and not have those same legislative restrictions on them. It's never been about abortion, really. It's been about control. And I am not here to say that anybody who's listening should agree with abortion if it's not right for you. I fully support what you want. That's what we're asking for is this ability to understand that if it's not affecting you to please exit the conversation and understand that those of us who see what happens mm-hmm. in when pregnancy goes sideways, there's no exception that's going to you know cover everything and no law. And so just to really trust those people, um, which it's just so scary to see how we see just the basic trust that a woman, somebody assigned female at birth might actually know what's best for her. Like, wow, how shocking. Right. You know. The audacity of us to think that. I know. <laughs> you know. I saw this meme the other day. It was like, you'll trust us with a child, but not the decision to have the child. Right, right. So what was it? That one teen, I remember that was one story that came up a couple months ago who tried to get, um, so these are other laws. They're called um, forced parental involvement where minors have to, you know, like if they don't, if they can't get an abortion in their state, but they can go in front of a judge. And if they seem responsible enough, like somehow that judge says, oh, you're not responsible enough to have a termination, but you are responsible enough to then raise this child. Like, it mm-hmm. makes zero sense. <laughs> yes. That's mm-hmm. the most bad backwards thing I've ever mm-hmm. heard exactly. in my life. Yep. Right. And so, obviously, this was a just monumental decision that changed the face of reproductive justice, reproductive health care in our generation that we're seeing. But now we are starting to see small wins, right? Like, we're seeing small little victories as well. Obviously, the 22 mm-hmm. midterms showed that um, that people makes it really clear that abortion is important and abortion rights are important. And obviously, there's more access to medical abortion through mm-hmm. the mail, as we've been discussing. So I'm curious on how Mayday got started. And at what point did you realize that you wanted to take further action with this? Yeah. So Mayday started basically kind of when things were falling apart and this leak came out and we knew that, you know, Roe was was about to fall. And I was not one of the original founders, um, but the three folks who were, um, were amazing. They, re- they said, okay, people need to know that even though this is happening, that you can still get abortion pills in all 50 states. Like, and a lot of organizations can't go out and say that because of the size or, or, you know, where they're located, they can get in trouble. And they were like, but we could, and we, <laughs> we can get this out and make it really simple. And so they put together this website. They brought a bunch of people together who supported it. They raised money. And the day that Roe fell, I mean, it went absolutely viral. And what was really strange was at the same time, I had never met them. But when I'd heard about the fall, you know, the, the leak coming out, I thought, oh my goodness, I need to do something. What if there's a website out there that's really simple that tells you you can get these things in all 50 states, including birth control and emergency contraception. So I made a separate website called Free for Freedom. I then was in a group of activists who, you know, after Rofel were talking and I met Olivia Raisner, who was one of the founders and she's the previous um, traveling digital director for President Biden when he was on the campaign and, and early on in the White House. And I heard her 
sharing this website they'd created called Mayday.Health. And I thought, oh my God, this is like, we're doing kind of the same thing, but they're doing it way better. I need to hang out with them. And so I basically <laughs> pitched myself to them saying, I'm this OBGYN. I have this website. I made it. I don't know how to run a website long-term and you people seem really smart. And they're like, yeah, we could totally do that. And so long story short, I started doing just a little bit of content. We started chatting. And then they were looking for an executive director. And here we are today. And I'm thrilled that I get to work with people who are so smart, so motivated. They have all the right reasons of why they're doing these things. And um, it's really fun to see just, I mean, the website has already, and like online and offline outreach has already reached 40 million people. It's, wow. you know, it's been picked up in all major publications. It's, it's, we're continuing to have campaigns in states like Oklahoma and Mississippi and Idaho. And Olivia did a whole undercover um, expose video on crisis pregnancy centers in Indiana. Just, it's just great to see that people out there, they want this information, especially young people. And when they're given it, they are outraged when they see what's going on and they say, screw this. I can take this into my own hands and get abortion pills in all 50 states. And I'm going to do it. And I'm going to tell a friend. And it's, it's, it's how we take our power back when other people are trying to take it from us. So it feels like we're actually doing something, which is so nice in this day and age. I feel like we can actually do something to fight back. Yeah. And you can actually make some sustainable like change. Like you, you've, yeah. you're, you're doing it. So I couldn't help but notice the name like Mayday Health, does that have any sort of little, did the Handmaid's Tale influence naming that at all? You know, I think it was one of those things where that was definitely part of it, but it wasn't the whole thing. It was mm -hmm. definitely the organic reason for Mayday, which is, you know, we are literally, the plane is crashing and we need mm -hmm. help. And, and oh, by the way, it did, it happened to be, to be mentioned in The Handmaid's Tale. But I think what I never even knew until really the past few months, this whole idea that The Handmaid's Tale as this, as this uh, defining way to describe what's going on right now. It's a very, um, it's not the best way to describe things because there's a mm -hmm. lot of people who've been living The Handmaid's Tale for so long. So it's a very yeah. complicated symbolism, which I think I, I'm learning so much, even as I do this. And that's what I love about, about being on social media and, and doing these things is people say, hey, Jen, did you know that actually this could mean this? And I feel like I learn as much as I teach people. So I'm, I'm so always so thankful for that feedback. Um, but now I feel like it's literally like, like the plane is crashing, but we're not going to let it crash. <laughs> we're going to yell yeah. We're going to get help. And we're going to come rescue you. And by the way, you can get abortion pills in all 50 states. Like that's the airplane batter that comes yeah. over. Yes. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's definitely multifactorial, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of touched on this earlier, but I want to get a little bit deeper into the different ways that Mayday gets the medication-based mm -hmm. abortion pills. So the more complicated way it seems is actually to get it in the U.S. And then there's the European, uh, mm -hmm. the European way. So that is just like, I think to, to me, even me and Danielle, even in healthcare, that's like mind blowing to me. Why, why are we <laughs> we're able to get resources from yeah, Europe, right? possibly in an easier way than totally. in the affordable. U.S. and maybe in a cheaper, cheaper. way? So, yeah. So, <laughs> so can you touch a little bit on that? And again, here we are at the intersection of politics and healthcare, which is just, uh, yeah, who would have thought a, that we'd be right here? But to be right. Um, yeah, American healthcare. Yeah. So this is a perfect example of like, we, you know, America's the best and all that stuff. Actually, it's easier to get this medication financially and the amount of steps it takes. It's definitely easier to go to Aid Access, which is a website that's based in Europe and the medication is shipped directly to you in an unmarked package from a pharmacy in India. And this is a legit pharmacy. The medications are, you know, it's the exact same things they've been tested and, and all that kind of thing. 
it's cheaper. The caveat is that it can take a little bit longer, but it's fewer steps for you to do. Now, if you want to do get it from a U.S. pharmacy, you would set up, do that whole mail forwarding address. And that's, it's easy in like the way that like going to the DMV is easy. Like, yes, you can do it, but it takes a lot more work. You know, you have to go onto right. a website, you have to show your ID, you have to wait for it to be accepted. You have to fill in a postal form. Then once that's in and confirmed, then you go back to the to the pharmacy, you know, the whatever online telemedicine pharmacy that you might be able to get the pills from here in the US. And it all depends on what state that you're having it mailed to. And then once it gets there, then you have it forwarded to you. And theoretically, that that could definitely take, that could be quicker. You know, you could do that in a matter of days where it could take longer, it could take a matter of weeks in a, using aid access. But when it comes to how easy it is for somebody who, let's say maybe somebody, English is not their first language or their mm-hmm. literacy level is mm-hmm. lower or they don't have reliable internet access. Like there's a lot of reasons that I think getting it directly via mail forwarding is actually the more complicated issue. Mm-hmm. I am hoping mm-hmm. we will see this go by the wayside as we get more shield laws. And I don't know if you if you guys have heard about these, no. but I think that it's, I'm hoping that it will help. So it's passed in Massachusetts. And what a shield law is, is that somebody who's prescribing a medicine, a physician in Massachusetts can write a prescription for somebody in Oklahoma and the, they can't get in trouble from people in Oklahoma. They're protected, essentially like a shield. Mm-hmm. And so this would completely obviate the need to go international or, or do that sort of thing. Um, and actually, as we speak this week, I mean, who knows by the time this episode comes out, I'm hoping, but having this bill voted on in New York. And usually these things happen in Massachusetts, New York, these kind of states, and they sort of kind of trickle through. But wouldn't it be awesome if our own prescribers could prescribe a medication that is FDA approved in all 50 states that is absolutely safe to use? Right. Imagine if we could use the freedom to send these medications within our own country. Like we're not trying to send heroin. We are trying to send very <laughs> safe medications. Right. And yet physicians are potentially facing jail time. It's insane. So that's a very long answer. So yes, you can get it from the U.S. or internationally. And I think either of these can be difficult in that moment where you go, oh my God, I'm pregnant and I don't want to be. Um, and I'm, you know, just imagine like your heart rate and your stress level. Like this is why I'm such a huge fan. If you're listening today, like you can go and you can get these medications ordered ahead of time from from a lot of these online sites. Um, and I think mm-hmm. it's great. And they're incredibly safe at mm-hmm. home too. That's the other thing. They're incredibly safe. safe. Yeah. Yeah. Incredibly safe. And it, honestly, I don't want to get into this like topic because it just really pisses <laughs> me off. And I feel like I've already, I've been kind of angry in the last few episodes. <laughs> I need to chill out. But the ability that um, men can go online and order Viagra, mm-hmm. Viagra or, or at a different, mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. yep. You can get your Viagra. You can get your Rogaine. You can get your whatever. Viagra is more dangerous than misoprostol. right exactly yeah or you know you can't get it from this pharmacy or that like yeah it's Mm -hmm. it's just and that's why i say it's always it's about control it's not about like actual safety yeah yeah i'm glad that you brought that up about the shield laws because that was going to be my next question is that inevitably you know we're seeing that the abortion pills become more talked about in the media and more accessible for people are do you have concerns that this will inevitably come up as litigation in the courts that they would make it harder to get oh, yeah. access. But I think I mean, they for sure will. Of they course. will. <laughs> and all of this will be, you know, just like Roe was not overturned in a day. It was it was all stuff elevated right. through the courts. This right. is how it eventually will go back, but it will take a long time. Right. But ways that we can legislatively protect ourselves in the meantime, I think are huge. And, and this is, you know, kind of one example of it. 
And it's changing every week, like, like you said. Like by the time this episode yeah. come out, something and else I'll could say, happen. I and I struggle. Yeah, it's been this I'm way like for over pretty a year. Darn yeah. <laughs> when it comes to reproductive health, and every day I'm like, wait a minute. It, like when people say, well, how many states are there bounds in? And I'm like, that's. I wish I could answer that simply. Like how far along? And it changes. And now there's a now this is put through, but then it was blocked by the courts. And it's what we call the chilling effect. And we even saw this after Roe fell. So in states where abortion was still completely accessible, numbers went down. Um, in states where people kind of weren't sure because they just assume they're like, oh, it's not, I can't get that. So even in states like Kansas, mm-hmm. you know, we see numbers going down and it's because people just, there's just so much misinformation and disinformation like shared on mm-hmm. purpose to confuse mm-hmm. people too. Obviously, you're an OBGYN. Danny was in the Mm -hmm. NICU. She saw a very different aspect to this sort of the consequences that can happen late in pregnancy or can happen with kids. My twin sister is a midwife, and she always says, too, that um, like pregnancy is one of the most is one of the most Mm -hmm. dangerous things that women can go through. Pregnancy is is more dangerous than than an abortion. So I'm I want to just give you a moment to kind of educate our listeners who also are mostly in healthcare, but maybe not, what that means to you in terms of having access to abortion, not just as a human Mm -hmm. right, but as a medical and safety reason as well. Yeah. I mean, I think you kind of hit it on the head that pregnancy is so awesome. And it is, for most of us, the most dangerous thing we'll ever do. And it's not just related to the act of giving childbirth, you know, giving birth, but it's it's the whole increased risk that we see when it comes to pregnancy. So we're talking about strokes, blood clots, heart attacks, hypertensive disorders, and then the mm-hmm. actual act of giving birth, you know, hemorrhage, infection, injury to your organs during delivery, postpartum depression. Um, one of the mm-hmm. highest things that, and content warning, we're going to talk about some, you know, not so pleasant things here, but one of the most dangerous times for somebody to be pregnant in terms of being at risk or being at risk for homicide is when they're pregnant. So we see rates of domestic violence and intimate partner violence go up. Mm-hmm. And what we've seen is that, especially in people who are in these situations, if they are pregnant, they are less likely to leave their abusive partner because they're pregnant. So this is actually how abortion can be life-saving for people who are in abusive relationships. Ugh. And people who love, you know, there's just so much content out there of, well, just don't get pregnant. Just, just don't put yourself in these situations. And, and Sometimes I want to say, you well, can do everything to avoid the situation, but you right. still end up pregnant. Like right. all these right. things 50, that we have. 50% of people who, um, in one study who, um, were seeking out abortions were on contraception, were using birth control at the time of their, at the time they got mm-hmm. pregnant. So we'd love to think all this stuff we have is perfect, but it's not. So Nothing um, is a hundred percent effective, except for right, not right. having sex, right? Like, except for that does not work. Which, <laughs> and people love to say, "Well, just don't have sex." And I'm like, "Why are you always shouting at the women and not at the guys?" Like, there's just yeah. so many ways we can mm-hmm. unpack this. And then people love to say, "Well, when it comes to sexual abuse, that counts for a minority." And well, all actually, most of those aren't reported. So there's just yeah, there's always a moving target of like when is abortion okay and it's not. And any idea to like try to put a moral um barometer and like what abortion is okay and isn't like mm-hmm. in no other aspect of our lives do we say well you have to donate blood you have to donate a kidney if you don't bob mm-hmm. dies and so you're killing him we would never would make us do that so why are we saying we're forced to host a fetus or a pregnancy that like i said could result in a lot of high risk situations mm-hmm. um we may be isolated to this even though 
in the United States, our maternal mortality and morbidity rates are far higher than any other developed nation, but you go somewhere where they don't even have this level of healthcare mm-hmm. and people very often don't, don't survive their pregnancies. And we forget that. And we just think that it's always going to be fine and okay. And it's not. And those of us who work in this field, we're like, yeah, of course we see that every day, but we're not the ones making the laws. It's politicians who can't even find the clitoris who are, and it drives me crazy. <laughs> it's so true though. I want that on a yeah, t-shirt. Like, like a 27th t-shirt. I have like many, you know, I was on another podcast where I was like, and pubic hair has a purpose. And next thing I knew they had sent me a t-shirt with that in like a bush. I was like, this is like, there's just so many opportunities. <laughs> and you do, you have to laugh because otherwise you're just going to go crazy. So if somebody's yeah. listening, like, oh my God, there's so more, but no, listen, we have to. It's 2023. We need to laugh. Like, oh we, my God. We've been through some shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, on top of everything else, you also have a podcast. Mm-hmm. That you're you're in the podcast nation family, aren't you? I sure am, and I that's why I got this fancy, you know, like the whole hint, <laughs> the whole thing, you know, because it just it's all my free time. I'm just like, let me just talk a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, we're we're healthcare providers. We don't take on too much, right? No, um, that's, never. That's never. You know, we're trying never. to change laws. You know, you're <laughs> protesting, sleep. podcasting, <laughs> sleep when you're done. So your podcast is called Let's Talk About Down There. And mm-hmm. I feel like that goes back to the original Dr. Jen Lincoln. Like that is your like bread and butter. Like that's how I first found you on social mm-hmm. media. Um, yeah. And then through faith. Back when life was like simpler. <laughs> yeah. And we were just talking about, <laughs> you know, just talking about sex and, and like periods and vaginas. Yes. So straightforward. Oh my God. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. And honestly, that's, that's what brought me to social media. And that's what I still love. And I think that's why I feel so comfortable in this part of this career change talking about abortion, because I've always just wanted to like dispel the shame and the stigma that comes with reproductive health, which I don't know about you, but that's how I was brought up. Like, abstinence yeah. only, our bodies so are dirty. Shame. Mm-hmm. Don't get pregnant or you'll die, obviously. Oh, you're going right to hell. Right to hell. Maybe both. Like, exactly. Maybe, yeah. Like, there's just mm-hmm. no in between and you will get 12 STDs and it's all your fault. Yeah. Um, and so that's how I was raised. And I just, you see it perpetuated on social media and it's so sad. So I love creating content that's evidence-based, but shame-free and understandable. And so that's what I do on my podcast. People call in lately voicemails. I answer the questions. There have been really great questions so far about all different stuff, fibroids and C-sections. And there is a whole episode on medication abortion. One I'm really excited about coming out next week is, is my birth control making me crazy? Because there's so much stuff about that on social media. And there's it's, it's so fun. much stuff about that. Oh my. And that oh it's like gosh. dictating like so much misinformation. Or like, you know, it's, yeah, there's a oh, wild. Yeah. Trust me. Yeah. I break that. I break the whole thing down. Mm-hmm. Oh, I cannot wait. <laughs> There was a recent um, documentary that just came out from a certain celebrity that spread um, a lot of misinformation in a time where with the abortion, you know, not to keep bringing it back to the abortion, but in a time where abortions, the right and access to abortion is threatened. It's just not the time to be having these conversations spreading misinformation about birth control. And yet there. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. So can you tell give us a little sneak peek into that episode? Can you give us a little uh, (laughs) little sneak peek? So this um, caller was like, so I've heard that birth control will make you pick the wrong partner. I've heard that it'll make you go crazy. Like, what's the actual evidence? And the actual evidence is that that's false. Um, Not to say that you can't have side effects. You absolutely can. And I talk about like studies and what's actually associated with it. And if you do feel that you're more depressed on birth control, it could be that. 
But there's actually more, more people feel better or feel no symptoms based on the fact that they're now no longer anxious about getting pregnant. Or So it's definitely not just like the 15 second TikTok, like, you know, the way they present it. Mm-hmm. And there have been some studies that people have picked up on TikTok that say you're going to pick the wrong partner. Or there was one that said, um, you know, it actually made me think I was a lesbian, which I'm like, honey, that's not your birth control. Oh but they, God, like no, the male partner not, was blaming that birth control. I was like, I don't think it was that. But I just um, think they don't like penis. Yeah. Or they just don't like you. You know, exactly. Yeah. And it's okay. Like, it's okay to like you be bisexual, not blame yeah. on medication. Like, this is how people are made. Yeah. Um, but I break down the studies that they claim are the reason. And we go through and we show just how bad they are and how more recent data shows absolutely no link. But that stuff isn't as sexy. So it doesn't go as viral. And just like my post today, right. I had something suppressed on Instagram yesterday that got almost no views. And these platforms are absolutely suppressing information that they consider mm-hmm. controversial, yeah. which yeah. is not. And yet the stuff that goes viral, ha- tell me how that's not controversial. But this is why it's so important to be able to figure out what's real, what's not. So my podcast is just like another little extension of that. It's been super fun, though. That's awesome. Yeah. No, like I feel like all of the content that I see that has like actual fact-based content, mm-hmm. you can't you can't spell sex, you can't spell abortion, yeah. you have you can like you can't spell anything correctly mm-hmm. because it's immediately targeted as right. you know. Mm-hmm. Right. Or you have to use like these weird euphemisms. And I have like totally resisted that because like my whole shtick is like, hey, call it a vagina, say abortion. Right. Don't so I mm-hmm. don't, and sometimes it magically gets through, and then sometimes it doesn't. And I feel like there was just this thing that had come out this week about how TikTok basically admitted. They're like, yeah, sometimes we pick stuff to go through to get views. And I feel like if you're lucky that day, it'll go through. And if you're not, it gets like no views. And you just realize like, okay, I have to play this game and it sucks to have to do this. But at the same time, there's like 16-year-olds out there who are being served this terrible content. So you got to like right. figure out how to get mm-hmm. through to break out the noise and sometimes sometimes it's super frustrating like i spend an hour looking up references just nobody appreciate this <laughs> <laughs> well we appreciate it i know but i think it's like uh the people that are consuming this information it's it's like it's not I, sexy mm-hmm. like they don't want to hear the evidence mm-hmm. they want to hear the yeah. baby um and you know i'm guilty of it too i'm, I'm gl- guilty of certain mm-hmm. things as well where i see like stuff about clean beauty and i'm like oh that's mm-hmm. you know oh tell yeah. me more about that right like we're all we're all guilty of doing it but when it comes to your health and mm-hmm. people's safety and preventing pregnancy like the the birth control thing really really is mm-hmm. frustrating and there are you know there are certain birth controls that um that are protective you know for certain right. cancers and they have right. good side effects but no, no one wants no one to ever. hear about that we want to talk about how it's going to make you crazy and change your personality right. and I got off birth control for the first time and I feel like I, I have a new person. Right, right. It's always that birth control is a class one carcinogen. I'm like, so is the sun. But why not yeah, yeah. the sun? <laughs> like, it's, you know, it's risks and benefits and safe use and counseling and informed decision making and all these things, which brings us back to American healthcare, which sucks when you have 15 minutes and a visit. And mm-hmm. then people go on TikTok. They're like, why didn't my doctor tell me this? I'm like, I hear you. Because our lives suck in healthcare right now. We don't get enough time. And I wish we could do better. And we're also actively combating all this misinformation. So it's like this perfect storm, which is why I'm just going to go off the grid and move to an island. And it's going to be great. And I'll just be there. And I'll maybe we'll I'll do my you. podcast there. Yeah, yeah. But I guess we can't do a podcast if we're off the grid. So maybe we'll just talk to ourselves. It'll be fine. Yeah. And <laughs> coconuts. <laughs> exactly. So one thing before you go, I feel like 
people try, like, I feel like both sides, like whatever side you're on, either like pro-choice or pro-life, everyone thinks that they have the moral high ground in their Mm -hmm. argument. How, and this might be just like an impossible question, but like Mm -hmm. our country isn't run on morals and like ethics, really. We're run on money and business. Mm -hmm. So what would you say is like the pro-business argument for abortion? Oh, this is such a sexy question. Because it's true. Abortion is an economic issue. If you Mm -hmm. truly were looking at this as as an economist, and I'm not even making this up, you would absolutely fall on the side of of allowing for reproductive freedom. Because we know that when people um, are denied an abortion that they want, they and they're forced out of the workforce, um, their salaries drop, they are less productive at work. We have the turnaway study. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We show the turnaway study, which looked at women who wanted an abortion and were turned away, hence the name. Five years out, they had worse, they had lower incomes, they had higher rates of depression, their kids had more issues that required more health care, they themselves had their own mental health care, they were less likely, they were more likely to stay in poverty or have worsened poverty. Abortion is a huge economic issue, and it's most noticeable in states where they already are doing the worst. So in Mississippi, which is the absolute worst state to have a baby, you're most likely to die there. Your baby's most mm-hmm. likely to die in terms of, of issues and um, neonatal deaths. You're most likely to have preterm births. You're most likely to be shot. I mean, all these wonderful health outcomes. And then you see abortion restrictions there. It's even worse. So in these states that are already being hit so hard economically to then put in these restrictive laws, you are worsening their economy in a post-pandemic or ongoing pandemic world where we have 100,000 fewer childcare spots in this country. If you totally look at it as an economic issue, it's a, it's like a no-brainer. No economist would ever fall on a different side of this. And that's as far as I can take economics, but I, I can show you that data. And then I'd be like, <laughs> let's talk to somebody smarter than me. But yeah, that's how clear it is, which is, mm-hmm. you know, I think something we need to be talking about even more. Well, that's my goal for like one of our next guests too. I really want to get an economist on to like talk healthcare and like the pro business argument for universal healthcare. And oh my gosh, yes, that uh, yeah, yeah, that's that. That please, please, yes, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Because I just saw a TikTok yesterday or a post that said that you could go get a root canal in Barcelona. You could fly there as an American and fly back, and it would still be cheaper than trying to get it here. Because that's how yeah. m- more expensive it is. Like it was California versus Barcelona healthcare, which is why people do go abroad and get things done. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get it. It's ridiculous trying to access healthcare here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, if we find that guest, we will send them please your do. way. Please <laughs> do. Have them on your <laughs> exactly. podcast. Dr. Lincoln, we cannot thank you enough for giving us the time to record this episode. Um, I am literally going to head over to your podcast right now because I saw two titles that I'm like, I need to go listen. One, the one about why your birth control doesn't work. And two, the one about the IUD Mm -hmm. um, and pain. Danielle and I are both considering getting IUDs. I'm not these these two episodes are like literally you may I think you made them for me <laughs> because I'm considering getting an IUD but I'm one I'm scared mm-hmm. about the pain and two I'm scared because of my time in healthcare I've seen a good amount of patients come mm-hmm. in pregnant with yeah. IUDs yeah. and I'm like and again, like right. in healthcare we, we see, see all the, we yeah. see the three we see, we the, see 3%. the baby come out sure, with sure, the, sure 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 sure. You know. 
I, right. But, <laughs> right. but when you see the mm-hmm. seat, the 3%, I'm like, fuck, do I want to be the 3%? So I'm going <laughs> to, I'm heading right over to your podcast right now. Yes. I love it. Yeah. No, I promise you it's, it's evidence-based. There's references at the end. So you could even dive in even more, but yeah, I know. I totally hear you. I'm glad. Yeah. Those were super fun ones. So you'll like them. <laughs> <laughs> Too well. No, thank you guys for having me. I mean, I just, it, the more we talk about this and we normalize these conversations, it's, you know, it's literally public health in action. So I appreciate it. So I know Dr. Lincoln said that it's unconfirmed that Mayday is named after Handmaid's Tale, but I'm just going to take it as it was, that it was it was part of it because I love Handmaid's Tale. Whenever you go to women's rights, reproductive justice, protests and rallies, there's all, nowadays I feel like there's always someone dressed up as like as a handmaid. As a handmaid. And it's just fucking yeah insane and wild that this is what we're living through so you know what dr lingan i'm gonna i'm gonna pretend like you didn't say that i'm gonna i'm gonna act like that is named after that because i mean it's not cool that we're living in uh, handmaid's tale life but ugh. anyway but the power that comes with mayday and like that organization on handmaid's tale both both doing badass no, things they're, they're badass doing big, big things. things they're both doing badass things so if you want to follow Dr. Jen Lincoln, which we all highly recommend you do, you can find her on Instagram at Dr. Jennifer Lincoln. Doctor is just DR. And um, you can also check out Mayday Health. That is Mayday.health. That is their website and their Instagram handle, Mayday.health. And as always, you can also find her podcast. Let's talk about Don there on our awesome Podcast Nation Network. And you know where you can find us on Instagram and TikTok at the WOMED or the WOMED podcast. We have been loving all of your reviews lately. Keep sharing, rating, reviewing. It means the absolute world to us. And we love to hear what you guys have to say. Again, on this episode, we touched that we are going to be diving into an egg freezing fertility journey. So we are accepting all of your questions, all of your concerns, all of the things that you guys are going through too. So keep sending us all of those messages and please stay tuned for the rest of season six and that awesome series that we have coming your way. On that note, WOMED, out. Out.